You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today on the show, uh, we did not get to see the Packers on the field yesterday. They will be back out there today and they will be back out there several times next week. We did get to hear from the coaches. Now, that is rarely uh, that informative. And I think uh, this this set of circumstances was no different, although we did get another chance to talk to Joe Barry. I, you know, I had a Twitter follower say, lost in all this Aaron Rodgers drama. I forgot that that the Packers have a new defensive coordinator. And I, I think a lot of people forgot that. Uh, it, it has not been the dominant story. When, when he was hired, everyone was going doom and gloom. And that seemed like the worst thing that the Packers could do this offseason at the time. What a quaint problem. <laughs> what a quaint little problem to have. We're going to talk about him in a little bit because uh, some some changes were made to some guys' bodies. And I think it may hint at how this team could make some changes in the kinds of players that they target. We're going to talk about that coming up in a little bit. I want to talk about something that I wrote for Packer Report yesterday. And the thing that strikes me about all of this, and one of the reasons why I am so bullish on a amicable might even be overselling it, but but a mutual understanding that the best thing for both sides is for Aaron Rodgers to come back to the Green Bay Packers, is that right now, it is very easy for Aaron Rodgers to say, I'm not doing it. And it is very easy for the Packers to say, yeah, we're not doing it. For the Packers, you're saying we're not going to trade you. And for Aaron Rodgers, you're saying I'm not going to show up. Well, he doesn't have to show up. And in a couple of weeks, he's going to have to show up. But if he wants to eat the workout bonus, if he wants to eat whatever fines Green Bay wants to level on him, he's got the money. He can do that. It's not, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be suboptimal. You'd rather have the money, but the Packers gave him the bonus that vested fully without doing a restructure that would have all gone down differently had the Packers done that at the time. And so, so far, no real deadlines have passed and maybe the draft was a quasi deadline, but this stuff didn't leak until the day of the draft. The Packers were never, 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 never going to make a trade four hours after this news broke. They knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy. They knew that. They've known that since January and probably longer, probably since last April. 
since the Jordan Love draft. They've known Aaron Rodgers eh, probably not going to do do great with this. He's probably going to have some takes, as it were. And it turns out, guess what? He has takes. And he's not super happy about it. And, and you know, in a lot of ways, understandably so. But it is very easy for Aaron Rodgers right now to say, I'm not coming back. I'm going to retire instead of playing or whatever the threats are. Now, his friends and, and um, you know, surrogates have not done him any favors. James Jones says he's coming back. I don't think he's going to hold out. This isn't about the money. A.J. Hawk saying, I don't think he's going to retire. Not, not really helping his case if you're Rodgers. Because those are the only cards he has to play right now. Now, for the Packers, the pressure is, hey, um, you have a championship-level team. We don't know if Jordan Love can can be even a, a you know replacement-level starter. So, you can't screw this up. You can't screw this up with the franchise player. You have to find a solution for this. Even if a lot of fans are going, I don't understand what Rodgers is doing. I don't understand the beef. I don't understand how it got to this point. You cannot be the people who ran Aaron Rodgers out of town. It's just a bad look. And what's more, it amplifies the pressure on you now. If Aaron Rodgers is back, if you find a way to make this work, Aaron Rodgers is is still here two, three years, then you, you have some time to figure it out after that. Just from a pragmatic, rational, trying to save our own asses kind of perspective, you'd think the Packers would want to find a solution here. But right now, what what are they going to do? They're going to say, we're not trading you. We're not trading you. You're under contract. What are you talking about? You signed the biggest contract in NFL history when we signed you. And so you're either going to play or you're going to sit. You're going to hold out. We're going to take major money back from you. Because that is the team's prerogative to do so. And if you sit this season, you owe us millions of dollars in guaranteed money that we paid you. You got you you don't get that money. Is Rogers willing to leave millions and millions of dollars on the table for this? We'll see. But that's why it's easy now for Rogers to say, yeah, I'll sit. Yeah, I'll sit. I'll retire. Okay, let's see when the fines start coming in or when you realize that you got to pay back 10 plus million in, in monies. Not an easy thing to do. It's really easy for someone else to say, oh yeah, Roger should just sit. He should retire. He should force their hand. Yeah, that's easy to say. It's not your money. It's easy for you to say he's made enough money. It was easy for me to say yesterday on Twitter, yeah, well, $500,000 workout bonus. I'm not really going to move the needle for Aaron Rodgers. He just bought a Malibu house for $28 million straight cash, homie. So what does he care? That's why we're just not at the point yet where either team has any kind of incentive to move off their spot. That changes shortly. Once June 1 happens, Green Bay can can trade Aaron Rodgers at a much lower cost. And so that means the price can be lowered. If 
the Packers were going to trade him today, it would be inclusive of the massive, the tens of millions in dead cap that they would have to eat if they made a trade now. We're talking about 30 plus million dollars in dead cap that you'd have to eat in a trade. After June 1, you can spread that, that cap hit out and it's under 20. That's a big difference. Plus, you're saving the money of the base salary that you're not having to pay. There are reasons to do it if you feel like you need to do it. But why would the Packers feel like they need to do it? Well, because Rodgers is resolute that he's not coming back. The problem is, how does he show that? Well, he doesn't show up to training camp. That would be a holdout. James Jones said he's not going to do that. He could retire. AJ Hawk said he's not going to do that. So what is what is his approach here? What is his next card to play? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't see it. I don't see it unless he's willing to give back a lot of money. And so this is what I keep going back to. If he wanted to be traded, then he needed to leak that way before it got leaked. And that's why I, I do wonder, part of me at least wonders, if if Rodgers wanted this leaked when it, when it leaked. Now, I still think the most likely outcome is, yeah, he did, and David Dunn wanted it leaked when it leaked to put pressure on the Packers. Not, not to trade him that night, but to say, look, he's out. You got to do something. This is the night that's going to garner the most attention and it's going to embarrass you into doing something. But if you really want to be dealt, it's in March. You you leak this story in March. Now, maybe they thought this was workable in March. I find that hard to believe because in order to get under the salary cap to start the new league year, Green Bay had to go to Rodgers and say, we want to do a simple restructure. The reporting tells us they did that and that Rodgers said, no, I don't want that. I want you to give me some security. And they said, okay, let's talk about it. But we still got to get under the cap. And so they did all of this tomfoolery with the cap and extending guys and, and void years and all this stuff. And they got under the cap without needing to use Aaron Rodgers' salary. And maybe what they said was, no, nah, we, we don't need to do it. We don't need to do anything with your deal. I can see how that, by the way, caused Rodgers to go, well, what the hell? What the hell? And and that is the pot boiling over when it comes to this simmering tension between the two. Is Rodgers going to hold out? Is he willing to sit and miss games? That is the length I do not think he is willing to go to to see this through. And maybe he is... But I think ultimately, you know, he said this is about the people. Well, his teammates are people. The coaches are people. The fans are people. And there is a way to sell this to those people. Hey, you know, it's a new deal. They they, they committed to me. And I'm going to be a part of the process here moving forward. I'm going to be a part of the decision making. I'm going to be in the loop. All that stuff. He can walk this all back if he needs to. We know that. But... If each side holds firm, this is going to get ugly, uglier than it already is. It's going to intensify. Now, I, I think what's working in the Packers' favor and working against Aaron Rodgers is that the court of public opinion has already weighed in on this, and it's mostly Broncos fans and Raiders fans who think the Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers. And that includes people I've talked to in the league. 
you talk to agents and I've, I've talked to a number of them. They're like, calls bluff, calls bluff. That's what Daniel Jeremiah said at the draft, calls bluff. Now, do you want to get into staring contest with Aaron Rodgers? Someone who has taken drastic action to cut people out of his life in the past, people near and dear to his heart. Is that the guy you want to play chicken with? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe you think that's that's unfair to even bring up. I don't. I don't. And we don't need to know the circumstances. We just know this is a guy who made a pretty drastic decision and has stuck to it even after that decision went public and and caused, I, I think it's fair to say, shame on his family and on him. This is something that opposing fans love to throw in his face. It comes up on Twitter all the time. Now, some of that stuff you just can't help. But that stuff, I think, matters to Aaron. His legacy with the fans matters to him. And so, again, to me, when you when you play this out all the way down the line and you get into late July and the Packers are like, we're not trading you. So either you're playing here, you take the contract offer, or you're sitting and he's staring down the barrel of, all right, I have to give millions of dollars back. Okay, let's figure this out. Ultimately, I do think that's what happens, but I don't think we're going to see a resolution to this for weeks because we don't have to. We don't have to. It's easy for the Packers to say, yeah, we're not trading him because he hasn't not showed up for anything he has to show up for. And for Aaron Rodgers, it's easy to say, yeah, I'll retire. Yeah, I'll give that back that money because he hasn't had to actually do that yet. He hasn't actually had to face the consequences of what that would mean. Neither side has. And so we are going to learn a lot about each side coming up here in a couple weeks. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oils, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So one of the things that we're trying to figure out as we go through this preseason process, and and I include, you know, the the mini camps and the and the OTAs as part of the preseason, we eh, off season, whatever you want to call it. We're trying to figure out what this defense is going to look like, and you know, Kenny Clark spoke to the media and said, you know, I'm I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out. He still, you know, we'll go to Jerry Gray and he'll hear a call and he'll say, okay, so what call is that in our old defense? And the coaches have to learn it first, right? So the players, there's going to be some overlap in the fronts. And coverages, I mean, football is still football. But Joe Barry said, look, there's going to be some new stuff. There's going to be some old stuff. And the verbiage in a lot of the cases are going to be new across the board. That's something that that any team in this situation has to figure out. What I think is interesting, though, is when you look at 
the players that Green Bay has, Kenny Clark said he slimmed down. Preston Smith comes to camp noticeably thinner. And they're playing a lot of, at least in day one of OTAs, nickel with Adrian Amos playing essentially linebacker. And, you know, unfortunately, that means a lot of safety snaps for Will Redmond, who has just not been a good defensive player in his career. Um, and, and maybe that's something that changes down the line. Maybe that's something that, you know, th- there's a player who becomes available who fits that a little bit better. And Green Bay is able to get that player and, and improve this defense in that way. But Joe Barry has talked often about the importance of speed, athleticism. You know, what he told us is, look, uh, I told all the players, I want you to find that sweet spot of weight where you are your biggest fastest and strongest find me that sweet spot and that's that's by the way not an easy sweet spot to hit sometimes you you know you add weight that gets you to your strongest you probably can't be your fastest and be your strongest that's tough just just from a body standpoint it's tough and you probably can't be your biggest and be your fastest and that means you can't be your strongest so find that point where you can maximize the combination of the three. That means penetration up front from defensive linemen. It means potentially slim down profiles on edge rushers. Rashawn Gary looks a little slimmer. That that started last year, the transformation of his body. Um, Zadarius Smith is is still a monster no matter how you how you cut it. You know, the guy is, you know, 6'4, 6'5, 270, and it's just muscle. And that's for Sean Gary as well. And right now, it is closer to what Preston Smith is. We are still waiting to see how this defense plays, but the roles that these guys are going to play, a lot of them are going to play very similar roles. Joe Barry talked about wanting to get the, the Smith brothers and Rashawn Gary on the field more often. Well, they, they actually did that a bunch last year. That was a Mike Patton special. And it was one of the best things about Mike Patton that he was able to find ways to get his best pass rushers all on the field at the same time. And Adrian Amos is probably going to play in the box a decent amount. We know what he can do as a, as a run fit defender, as an alley defender, and as a blitzer. But you have to have the guys in front playing well as well to keep him clean. The Packers reworked Dean Lowry's contract. They saved some money in the process, a couple million dollars. It's not going to change their lives in a material way. They still need to move some money around to get themselves in good position during the season. A Devontae Adams extension could do that. Um, An Aaron Rodgers trade could do that. There's a lot of ways to make this all work here. But defensively, you know, before the Aaron Rodgers drama, that was the big question on this team. What was the defense going to look like? What was the defense going to look like? And so far, we don't have a great answer because, by the way, it's been a day. And I guess it's been three days for the guys officially a part of OTAs. But on the field, it's been one day that the media has been able to see. And even by the end of next week, it's only going to be a handful of days. We're not going to know. Remember when when Dom Capers was like, hey, we might be going to a 4-3 and they try to do it inside for all summer. And then they showed up in week one and it gets trounced. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we're a 3-4 team. I don't know what they think the value is of that. You know, 
it's not like Rob Domofsky or Match Nyman is going to like give away the ghost on all this. But, you know, look, teams are going to team. And it's just always how they've done things, I guess. Um, but it's not like they were super secretive. I mean, this is this is still a 3-4 team that's going to play a lot of sub. And it's just that, you know, some of the tendencies are going to be different. They're going to mix coverages differently. They're going to they're going to play pre-snap differently. They're going to play some different principles on the back end. And all that stuff is important in, in how we think about the players on this team and their fit. It's also going to be important moving forward how we think about how this team drafts players. And, you know, for now, it's not a it's not a big thing to worry about. You know, they they did take a a massive defensive lineman on day three, TJ Slayton. But he's got great first step quickness. He's an explosive first step athlete. That ability to penetrate, to disrupt. That's going to be a big part of this defense. And, and you know, to be sure, it's a big part of any defense, you know, if we're, if we're just being honest about it. So it's not like that's a, a unique trait. But we didn't see them, you know, take some premium edge rusher and get a feel for, okay, this is this is the kind of thing they're looking for. My guess is we will see that next year. Preston Smith probably will be allowed to walk. And then they will they will use a top hundred pick on a, an edge rusher, especially as Zadarius Smith gets up there in age. But we aren't really any closer to understanding what this defense is. And Joe Barry talked about you know the star position and and what they were able to do with Jalen Ramsey because of of his versatility. And hey, you can play Jalen some there, and and they expect to do that with Jair Alexander. It seems, but they're gonna be they're gonna put a lot of bodies in that spot and see who can make it work. You got to play man, you got to play zone, you got to be able to tackle, you got to be able to blitz. So that's something that the Packers are going to have to figure out. Is that a spot for Josh Jackson? Is that a spot for Janet Sullivan? Is that a spot for Shamar Jean Charles? These are all questions that we're going to get answers to in the next couple weeks, in the next couple months. In training camp, that stuff is all going to shake out. And hey, guess what? We're actually going to get exhibition games, actually going to get real practices. And that is huge for these players who are trying to win spots and earn roles. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all UFC MMA action, plus golf, of course. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online or your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. The NBA and the NHL are already in full swing with their playoffs. Baseball playoffs will be here before you know it. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Locked On Today. Our, can I say our friends at Locked On Today? Because that's just me. I host Locked On Today. It's all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. We take you through every major sport, not just the NFL, not just the Packers, to help you get everything you need to know to be the best sports fan you can be. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. One little bit of news from yesterday is uh, the league is on track to let fans back in the building. Um, players are getting vaccinated. Coaches are getting vaccinated. And so the, the this preseason process is going to be much closer to normal than it was a year ago. 
And I said this, I, I said this to a friend yesterday, you know, the, the Packers with Jordan Love, they're trying to basically cram in two years worth of snaps into one year so that year two isn't basically just year one because he didn't get OTAs. He didn't get a normal offseason process and a normal preseason process. Now he is going to get that and is going to get it as QB1. So are the receivers going to show up? Well, they're going to show up to the mandatory camp. Presumably Aaron Rodgers will not. They're going to show up to training camp. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to show up to that. But getting those opportunities when there are other whole squads basically not practicing, I think there's real value in that. I think there's real value in having the continuity because the Packers have the continuity. You know, they're bringing back most of their starters from last year. And, and so you have that continuity plus the practices that some of these other teams aren't getting. I think that puts you in a good position to assuming you get Aaron Rodgers. But even if you don't, um, take the, the players who are good, who have been playing well, and put them in their best position to succeed so you can try and win football games as best you can and, and steal some early. Steal a couple games early from teams that don't have the same sort of continuity and consistency that you do. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find it Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. To stay Locked on Packers.